Hello and welcome to the new Superhero Finder podcast from IDIFM. I'm Matt and I'm going to be scouring the cosmos looking for unsung heroes, the superheroes of real life spreading some amazing positivity and listening to some fascinating, incredible stories. So sit comfortably, get yourself a brew and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to interview number six. I've got the pleasure of Mr. Luke Goodwin's company today. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things, fitness, including um, Luke's fitness, his fitness process and how it's more about not just being in the gym. It's about how you can apply that in life as well. Um, Luke, so you're a coach at, coach, you're a personal trainer at Coach Gym in Leeds, aren't you? Always a bit of a mix up to say. Um, yeah. How are you doing today? You okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit about, so we've just been talking before we came on, so tell me a little bit about you, um, how you got into fitness, because you've not been doing it too long, have you? No, I've, I've actually only been a PT for five months. Maybe actually going into nearly six months now, so July last year I became PT. Fitness-wise, I'd say seriously seven years. I, when I say seriously, I'm on about like, you know, a minimum of four workouts a week. Before that, it was just a little bit inconsistent. I mean, I've always had a, a general fitness background because my dad was in the army. So, okay, like, cool. you know, I, I've always kind of looked up to him and he, he always used to drum it into my brain, fitness, fitness, fitness. Um, but in my early 20s, I kind of lost my way a little bit because, you know, we're working for the weekend, going out too much. And in my early 20s, I was just like, you know, what it's like. I couldn't be bothered with anything, but... Yeah, I'd say the last seven years has been like really intense with my fitness, definitely. The fitness. So what was it that made you want to? So, of course, July was when we were in lockdown number one with the, the COVID pandemic. Um, what was it that made you take that leap then? To being a PT or yeah. into fitness? Yeah. Um, so if I go back before then, so about yeah. four years ago, I'd say roughly, I, I started on my PT course, but I ended up just doing a couple of modules and then I left it because I had this business opportunity and I ended up getting into this business and it, it just consumed my life. Yeah. And then that that business just over a year ago, so I think it was around August 19, 2019, uh, the business drilled me into the ground, if I'm honest. It, it, it took me to a pretty dark place mentally and I, I had to just give it up overnight. I was just like, it was like something holding me down and I just had to release it and get rid of it. Right. And so I'm, I had a, a period of about a month of not doing anything, but what it allowed me to do was reflect on the, the previous kind of three to four years, you know, what went right, what went wrong. Yeah. And what do I want to do moving forward? Because I'm, I've done the office jobs, I've worked in so many different industries and, and and being an employee isn't it's not really conducive to my personality okay um so i was like is there anything i'm actually even good at it's just like you know you the thoughts are spinning and and i yeah. think well what's the one thing i do all the time and like i didn't arrive at it straight away because fitness is so ingrained into me and so autonomous 
Like, I, I just don't even function until I've worked out, even if it's just a <laughs> Another feeling. For some people, that they class that as obsessive, but it's the same as, like, some people don't function without other things in their life. Do you get what mm. I mean? So, um, yeah, right. I was like, what am I good at? What do I do every day? And I was like, okay, why don't I just start by picking my PT course back up and just seeing where it goes. I had no plans at that point. I just needed to focus my mind on something. And I thought learning and education would be a good start. And then I worked my way through level two, got that passed, then worked my way through level three, passed that. And I was thinking, okay, let's have a crack at this, uh, being a personal trainer um, and, and just see how I feel about it, if I'm any good at it. And, and where it takes me. So I, I qualified in March last year, which was during lockdown. I got my certificate through. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to. I've just qualified as a level three PT, and I can't PT. <laughs> so mm. I was like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I know I could have gone the route of remote or online, but I I felt I always wanted to develop experience in a gym first to kind of arm myself with skills and attributes before I went into the remote or online world um so yeah i just thought i just again put everything into my workouts during lockdown number one and yeah. then cook jim just put this instagram post out we're looking for pts wasn't expecting anything of it i just thought i'll fire my cv over went in for the interview and then the rest is history really so that's kind of a long version of how i arrived at being a pt really but i mean for me it, it tells me a lot about you because you didn't want to just jump into online it's obvious that for you actually being face to face and being in person is important about the whole yeah. process massive, um, massive mate massive so what would you what would you say so reflecting back on so the first few months then obviously it's not been a normal kind of no. environment you've been able to train people not able to train people we've been in a position yeah. similarly because i'm in the same position as a pt where we can train people outside, then we can't, then we can. So there's the, there's yeah. that inconsistency there. So how have you found building the relationships with your clients then? Um, honestly, I've loved I've loved every minute of it. I think um, the the business that I was involved in previously literally involved me working from home from a laptop all the time, right. and the, the the reason for a lot of the issues I had wasn't necessarily the business, but what caused in terms of social isolation yeah. and um one of the reasons when i kind of worked through my pt qualification and then decided i wanted to work in a gym that was heavily um motivated by me needing to be face to face again yeah. i needed to be even if it wasn't a client it's just being around people letting my personality come out because i felt the four years working on my business it really suppressed who I was and I kind of lost okay. touch with my own identity. So I needed to challenge myself and put myself in social situations where it kind of unearthed my personality again. So that, that was a, a monumental driving force for, for wanting to be back, you know, face to face to face with people. But honestly, I know there's been challenges, but I've, I've really loved it. I think, I think, you know, for say a PT that's been doing it five years, for example, yeah. I think they'd struggle because previous to that, not that it's been plain sailing, there's always obstacles and hurdles, but mm. they haven't been interrupted by a pandemic. No. So, so then they're like, oh, this is 
this is awful for my business. For me, it's been hard, but it's been more hard personally. I haven't, yeah. I, I love challenges and like, because I've been enjoying building a client base and building those relationships so much. I've tried not to let lockdowns and, and a pandemic affect that, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is my inexperience or the short time I've been in the industry has probably served me more than experienced PTs. No, I, can, I can definitely see that. I mean, I'll speak from my experience briefly because I've been qualified now four years. So it's always been from a gym or it's been, you know, mobile PT or whatever that looks like. And then I remember the first lockdown coming in and it took me to a really dark place because all of a sudden you've got facilities to use, and you've then gone to, well, you can't use anything. You've literally got yeah. to go online. And, and I'm not hugely receptive to online. I've got to really think it's a really, really different way of working. Now, I do some because you know, people need me to and there's certain ways I can make it work. But it wasn't something that was natural to me. And, and I completely get what you're saying. So, yeah, it was a massive struggle for me. And I think actually, yeah, not having that, I suppose, not having that long running experience of the industry. Yeah does you've been able to and I I wouldn't I wouldn't lower the credit that you're giving yourself because you're saying it's down to an experience I think there's a lot of strength in what you're saying because you've been able to pivot and you've been able to adapt and change and actually the message I follow you on social media on Instagram the message that you've been putting out has always been the same it's been consistent but it's been honest as well Um, yeah yeah. and I think that's a big thing as well and we you know we're going to talk you know in a couple of minutes about this is about you and actually the whole thing that I do with IDIFM is you're doing it for you and it's a very personal thing just like you've identified that you needed to be around people the social isolation of a lockdown of of changing and and restricting what people can do it has a massive effect and even the most accomplished even the most successful the most confident person can get knocked off with such a with with such a big thing going on so you know hats off to you for still being here because actually the stats show or i know the last time i looked after six months there's only maybe half of people that qualify as a pt still in the industry it is one that is so in and out it is crazy and then after a year it's another half have gone so by the end of a year you've got one out of four pts are still working as a pt yeah. Um, which is eye-opening and it you know it's, it's completely crazy but you can see why because it is a constant mm. you've got to think about you know what you're doing what messages you're putting out there and if you're feeling bad sometimes you can slip into a little bit of doubt on actually how can I help other people if I'm not feeling great yeah, whereas definitely. what we've both said before is mm-hmm. it's that battle and that story that makes you powerful and that's what we're telling other people that we are just like you yeah. and I want to show you the ways that I'm coping and I want to know your ways so we can work together and we can both grow. Um, 100%. So rather than me waffling on and this being about me, I mean, we've got a lot in common, obviously, with our jobs and stuff. Like yeah. we talked about um, my fitness process. So what is it What is it that you use the gym for and how do you apply that with your clients? What's your What's your big thing? What's your message you want to kind of, um i i am in in terms of training style i'm heavily focused on strength training um and i how do i explain this is really really hard to communicate 
I, I try to get my clients to focus half their workout on, on strength training and half of their workout on functional is a little bit of a broad term, but it's the closest way I can describe mm -hmm. it. it. Using, trying to make the natural movements of your body more efficient and, and yeah. increasing your body's capability to do things. That's kind of a, a, a yeah better way of yeah. putting it really. So that's kind of how my sessions go. The, the strength side, I cannot convey enough how positive it feels to get stronger. Yes. Like it's not the be all and end all, even if it's just a small part of your workout. That there's something. It's almost like a, an innate survival thing. When you, when you when the numbers start going up and the weights are getting heavy and you feel yourself getting stronger. In me, it feels like there's this primal side of me being kind of awakened, not to sound too spiritual with it, <laughs> but there's something about grabbing hold of a bar. And, you know, heavy is relative to the individual. It doesn't matter if it's mm -hmm. 60 kilos or 260. Mm -hmm. But to your individual capacity, grabbing hold of a heavy bar, it awakens something primal and survival inside me that makes me feel confident and makes me feel positive and good and energetic. Um, so that's why I, I always try and get people to at least focus some of their workout on strength training. And then obviously the rest is the ability to be able to make your body move. And I think that that kind of combination of those two things is a really, really solid place to, yeah. to start. From that, then you can kind of go, I want to focus more on cardio. I want to focus more on conditioning, on movement. You can go in any direction mm. you want. But I think if you have a base of decent strength, decent functionality, you, you really cannot go wrong. Um, so, yeah, does that kind of answer the question? Yeah, of course it does, yeah. I mean, from what you were saying there, that primal instinct, I completely understand that. And I get that. And, I, and anyone watching this that, that enjoys throwing a bit of iron around or whatever whatever barriers you're constantly trying to break in your journey um yeah. even out with fitness as well but we'll get on to that i think there's a, a big sign for me at that point that goes actually you're increasing the amount of weight that you yeah. can control and the fact that you are in control of that and you can beat that you can do that task you can press it you can lift it you can deadlift it whatever you're doing yeah it comes down to that control and again, Without that's something we've spoke about in lengths because that control, there's nothing that gives us, in my opinion, more power and actually a settled mind when we feel like we're in control of something. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, mate, honestly, it's, I think it's the understanding and context of certain words that needs to be communicated because some people look at control and see it as a negative thing, but we don't mean you know, controlling other people and in a bad sense. We mean, what can we actually impact to benefit our lives? And when, when it's just you versus the weight that you're trying to lift, it's all on you. It's not your spot or it's not your mate, it's not anybody else but you. And, and the power that creates inside you and the, the strength it gives you is monumental. And that's, it, it just builds a better person and you can apply that, if I, if I look at myself, I was like the skinny kid, and, and you will have heard this before, so many men get into lifting. But when I achieved the muscle mass growth and the strength growth, I was like, okay, I'm no longer the skinny kid. Mm -hmm. What more do I want? But then I went into other areas of fitness. 
but I, I cannot quantify the confidence it's given me and the transformation I've made in terms of my personality because of what I have learned through fitness. I, I Honestly, I can't even put a price on that. And, and that's what I'm trying to instill is it's not, of course, it is about the weight you're lifting and it is about how you're moving and, and you know, how fast you can run or whatever fitness you're into. But we need to look, not just look at that uh, as a precise thing. We need to look at what else that creates within your mind. So does increasing the weight lifted give you confidence? Does it make you see things more positively? Does it give you more energy? Does it give you more consistency and discipline? And I don't see that conveyed anywhere in the fitness industry. Nobody talks because it's not, it's not sexy enough, is it? It's not sexy enough to go, oh, this is my client. Now they're more confident, the more disciplined, and the more consistent. Yeah. Unless it's so, unless it's uh, paired with an image in, you know, in an attractive. But does that does that make sense? Yeah, like a, like. I, I, I really, no, go on. I was going to say, like, social media nowadays can be, it can feel like a place where it's littered with transformational photographs, which are fantastic. And anyone that's gone yeah. through that, anyone that's gone through that journey deserves massive yeah. applause, kudos. You know, it, it does take a lot. It takes consistency as well. But it's not all about then feeling in a place where you want to wear a swimsuit where you wouldn't have before. Mm. That can be, if that's someone's goal, that's someone's goal. But oh, like awesome. you said, that seems to be possibly, and social media is a weird one because it tends to give you what it thinks you want. So we may not be seeing the whole picture. Mm-hmm. However, there is a feeling yeah, yeah. that it doesn't necessarily marry up with building a better person or building a stronger person or that kind of mental yeah. side of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, I really don't, I need to emphasise this, that like if I look at, we're all, we've all got an element of vanity in us. And I, I'm not in any way suggesting that that should be ignored because just to give you a really silly example, I'm really um, picky at how my T-shirts fit me. Yeah, <laughs> it's I just get that. a weird. <laughs> yeah, how clothes fit on my body, and I I have to have a particular style of T-shirt because it makes me feel confident and it makes yeah. me feel like I look good in my eyes, and it you know yeah. it just makes me feel happier. So there, there are definitely an elements of the visual side and the physical side of fitness yeah. within me. It's just where the energy is put into each of those areas in the fitness industry that I'd love to be able to address long term. Yeah, because it's one of the things that we know gets results is consistency. And it's not yeah. just the work that you put in in that workout it's the workouts that are after that and it's the ones that are before that as well. Just like a lot of things. So obviously we're just talking about workouts at the minute. But what that also means is that your goal, you getting to your goal isn't tomorrow. It might not be. And this is why we set smaller goals and then we set bigger milestones and bigger ones because all the smaller steps will get you yeah. eventually to where you want to be. But sometimes... I know I've finished workouts in the past before I've had a bit of a mindset shake recently and you finish them and you go, Oh, I ain't done enough. Or, you know, I'm not there yet. Or we're getting patient. And I think life now throws convenience at us and everything comes now. Um, Amazon, all the other stuff um, means that we want everything right now. And it's quite difficult to see that actually 
from that workout, you may not feel like you've absolutely given 110%, but that doesn't yeah. mean that you're not making improvements in other ways where it, you know, where it might be the way that your body moves when it's doing that, you know, doing that move, the control you've got over it, as we've said before, the resilience and actually the fight of you being able to go, do you know what? I'm going to try something a little bit harder today. I may not get it perfect, but I'm going to try it. And that's showing resilience. Um, yeah. In you I as well. I think um, a, a, a story that I read in a, in a book, I don't know which book it was. It was a few years ago. And it's a really good kind of way of describing goals and, and how to achieve them is, if you imagine the east and west coast of America yeah. and you want to drive from, say, the east coast to the west coast, but it's foggy and yeah. you're, you know the, the, the west coast exists, but you can't see it. Yeah. But you know by driving into that fog over and over again that eventually you're going to hit your goal of, of hitting the west coast of America. Yeah. And it's the same. It's like building blocks, isn't it? It's very, very. It's nice to visualize and have imagination of the end goal, but it's all those little, little things you're doing over time. The process of that is so, so important. And without that process, and without trusting that, and without building those blocks, you're never ever going to get to that that result you desire. Yeah. But all, also, underneath the result is every little tiny thing you've learned along the way and the character development and yeah. just all the attributes that you develop in the process of achieving, you know, what you, what you desire to achieve. Yeah, it's definitely, um, sometimes we just need a little bit of a shake um, to yeah. see that that's a process quite rightly, like you said about the house. So, you know, you go on a journey where you're starting to build a house. Now you don't actually have a functioning house until you've fitted every brick, but you yeah. know, every time you put a brick down, you are one step closer to building the house. 100%. And there is a, there is a quantifiable journey there to get you yeah. to where you want to be. And it's exactly the same with um, fitness. Um, and, and actually I would say, you know, that applies to other things in life. So it can apply to your personal life. It can apply to business success you know, yeah. at work, personal development, things like that. It always takes some little steps to be able to get you there. Um, yeah. And maybe there's, we're in a good place at the moment because I think there's, a, because of what's been going on in the last year, there's a lot of people who are now reprioritizing what's important because of the restriction on what we can and can't do. Um, yeah. And, that's a, that's a good thing because I think it slows us, it tells us to slow down a little bit yeah. and maybe enjoy the process. And one of the biggest things I've taken from it is actually enjoy today. There was somebody, and I can't remember for the life of me who said it, but life is a bunch of nows. Yeah. Now is a now. Present, yeah. And in a couple of minutes, you'll have the next now. And right now yeah. will become the past now. But it is a bunch of snapshots. And if you don't, try and enjoy or try and make the most of every one of those yeah and you know what are you i suppose what are you getting out of our life we've got i'll tell you what you said you were going spiritual there i just blew up and the universe of personal <laughs> development and, and mind stuff there it's but true. when you start thinking on that level you know um it's less about that convenience it's less about getting things now getting the results now getting the six-week holiday body or the yeah you no know, 
lose two stone in four weeks or something like that, yeah, or you know, yeah. some of these crazy wild claims that we see. And us as professionals, yeah. we know there's more to it than that. Yeah, you're not yeah, signing definitely. up to that because you're going to get that. You're signing up to a lot more, hopefully, if the if the plan's good enough. But. You just reminded me, and sorry to go off topic, but there's just right. something you said in that. It is, you know, the one thing I've learned in, and I've heard this mirroring thing before. I'll try and explain it. You know, you attract what you are in a, in a sense. Yeah. You know, like, so everything I learned within PT was like, who's your avatar? Who's your target market? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. What I found is I haven't done any of that. I, I, I've kind of, in a, in a way, weirdly, I've ignored everyone's advice, right? This mm -hmm. is what I did. I ignored everyone's advice sounds so silly. But I said for three months, I'm going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. Because what that means is that will be the most natural me that I can possibly give yes. to this position and to this yes. client and to this, this industry. If that doesn't work, then I will take on bits of advice and try to add it to myself mm -hmm. to get clients and get business. But what I found was that it worked because I was so naturally who I was in that environment because I wasn't putting pressure on myself that I seemed to attract people who were more like me. Mm -hmm. So my clients haven't ended up being, oh, I want to lose a load of fat mm -hmm. or I want to do a load of cardio. They've been more like what my values are and, and what I like to get out of the gym. And I, I haven't consciously done that. No, It's almost like they've mirrored my they've seen something that I don't even know is there. Mm -hmm. And that's, does, does that make sense? And that, that's been the most profound and interesting thing that I found uh, since being a PT. So I thought I had to mention that because you just reminded me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I've, I've had exactly the same experience and from speaking to people and, you know, when business was a little bit low thinking, right, how can I get some more people to work with? And you get, you get told to find a niche to find your perfect ideal client and sell to them. And it's all about sell, 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 sell. Now I've never been no. um, a textbook salesman. Yeah. I've always gone by my gut and it sounds like you're very much the same, but what we have to realize is we are our own niche. Yeah. So rather than us searching for the client that we want, let the client come to us that wants to work with us because yeah. they believe in the same values because they like the way we do things. You know, you get people, I've had people messaging me going, I'm interested in some personal training. I'm interested in finding out more. And you go, well, how, how have you heard of me? And they go, I've been following you for six months <laughs> and you seem like a good guy. And it's like, that's crazy because someone's just been sat there looking, you know, interacting with your, your, your content that you're putting out or just your thoughts. And that, again, yeah, that's yeah. another process that should be quite natural rather than being forced. The content it's yeah. so much more genuine when it comes at maybe the spur of the moment. You might just have a thought like you did then. You know, I've always yeah. got time for just random thoughts like that because actually that's yeah. when it's, you know, when it's most prevalent. Um, 100%. And, you know, and you end up, again, I've, I've got some clients that have made incredible transformations. We're talking nine stone in wow. 18 months, two years. So... And I've got you know a couple of people that have, that have done some really big things in terms of numbers, and that you know that's that's one goal. Um, but I can't count. I haven't got enough fingers to count the amount of people that I've worked with that have made you know changes in their life, um, who they are, gone from hating the thought of even doing exercise to wanting to exercise every single day. 
to yeah. you know buying a bike when they've never wanted to go and buy a bike and it's and it's everyone's got different i suppose everyone gets different benefits from it it's not necessarily a physical change it can be and at the Absolutely. moment that i've got the most people messaging about because they just want an hour to themselves yeah without a doubt without without having to i suppose and also almost having a pt relinquish control so they yeah, might yeah. be in a job or the a parent or a, you know a carer or they've got family that they're looking after and they're responsible for and actually they want a bit of time where it's i'm not going to think i'm just going to do yeah, i'm going to yeah. exert some energy i'm going to do a workout and i'm going to listen to what he says and you know yeah, and yeah. that can be the biggest biggest thing um for people so it's not just it's not just a goal thing, is it, at all? No, definitely not, mate. No. Is that a Punisher t-shirt, by the way? Um, yeah, I think it is, is it? Yes, it yeah. is, yeah. It's all right. It's, it's, it really fits, mate. I just like the way it fits. That's, yeah. That, that, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's about being being confident. But there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with vanity. Um, no, no. It's... One of the biggest I find is it's about not judging people. Just taking, if yeah. you, you can, if you can learn to slowly take away judgment from most things in life. We all have times where we laugh at a meme or something, or yeah. we get an opinion and we have a, you know, we have a laugh. But if you can take away that judgment and just go, oh, well, that person identifies as them and are confident because they look good, because they feel they look good. That's fair enough. You know, some people no, call it vanity. Some people would see it negatively. Well, actually, it's not. Yeah. Another person might, yeah. you know, feel good because I don't know they can do a skill, or they might just yeah. feel good. And you know, life itself and society may not see it as a conventional, normally attractive, or whatever it may be, but they feel confident. Good on them. Yeah. You know, it's it's it's, it's such a personal journey, and you know, like yeah. we said, it's about finding someone's backstory. I'm going to use my comic book reference because I'm all about superheroes, and it's. Finding someone's backstory to be able to find out what the strengths and attributes are of that person and start yeah. to unearth that and make somebody realize or take someone on a journey as a personal trainer to realize that they are yeah. strong, they are resilient. And actually, if there's things that if there's things that start to worry or make you anxious, actually that's something that needs looking at because yeah. that's the powerful mm -hmm. bit. Not the stuff that you can already do. That's the powerful bit because if you can get over that or understand that, you know that's going to take you. That's going to take you so much further into it. Hundred percent. So gone are the days of drill sergeants. You know, boot camps oh. and do this, do that, do this. No, I'm not. That's not me. There's a time. <laughs> there's a time and place for a you know push at the end of a set or you know briefly or like I don't know. But I think it's about reading your client and 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 knowing which strategy or tool to use to push them towards, you know, their goal. But I'm not a, an army style boot camp. No, that, that's just not, I think if, if I was to ever do anything like that, it'd be marketed in such a way. So it'd be like, listen, this is going to be a boot camp and it's going to be fucking tough. And I am going to shout at you. <laughs> if you don't like that, you're not going to attract the people that, are, you know, Yeah. but if I, if I was to employ a people, you know, by PT sessions, I'd I'd be a bit concerned if there was a drill sergeant type. I don't think that's the role of a personal trainer at all, to be honest. But each to their own. 
Well, absolutely. And I think it's about setting the expectations, isn't it? So I think we've got two things that I've learned from what we've said and, and from my journey. And, and, you know, please come in if there's anything else, but do what you feel you can do and what feels natural because you bring the best out in yourself, especially if you're in a role where you're coaching someone. Um, you should never, should, uncomfortable is not a bad thing if you build an experience, no. but you should always be within the realm of your skill set um, and the yeah, things that you want to do. Um, and actually just set the expectations. So make sure that somebody that's coming to you knows about you and about your style so that actually getting the work done becomes a lot easier. There's, you know, there's, there's less sticking points before then, isn't there? Definitely. So I think we're going to wrap up in a second, but what I want from you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here because I never even told you I was going to ask, but if there was one thing that you could say to somebody, so we've had New Year, New Me, where it's just it's middle of January now, so people yeah. often think, you know, New Year, we've, yeah, we've gone back down into lockdown, but forgetting about that for a second, if you had one tip for somebody that's going through this whole, I want to make a change, but I'm not sure how, or I'm struggling a little bit, or I've tried New, me, new Year, New Me, and it's not really working, one piece of advice that you give them? On my, my, my best piece of advice is um, you need to take advantage of windows of opportunity. So what, what I mean by that is if, if I apply that to people's mental health problems and how fitness can help, someone giving you advice when you're on your lowest of low days and, and they're telling you, oh, you need to go for a run or you need to work out isn't good advice. When you feel so low, you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But there will come a time where you feel slightly better and there'll be a window opportunity where your mood is slightly elevated, you feel a little bit more energetic, you feel a little bit more positive, mm -hmm. and they're the opportunities you need to seize. And that's how I dealt with my own depression and my own mental health problems. When I was at my lowest and I felt numb and emotionless, I sat through that and experienced that pain. And I, and I, I did not, not that I got comfortable with it, but I accepted the emotions for what they were. I didn't force anything else. I didn't put myself under pressure, but I said, there's always tomorrow. And when I felt a little bit better, I saw that as a window of opportunity to do something positive. And that, that's all I'd suggest to people. That there's going to be days when you feel awful, where you don't want to work out. And I'm not going to say to you, just get shit done and overcome all these barriers. That's not yeah. who I am. What I would say is tomorrow is a new day. And if you feel slightly better, take advantage of that window of opportunity and try to do something positive. So that's kind of how I, it's kind of how I live my life. I, I, I think the problem with that is if you allow this negativity to compound and you're going week in, week out in the same kind of mood. But at that point, I think you need to see someone more specialised in, mm. you know, mental health and seeking yeah. advice. But you know, for the, for the general person, everybody knows when, when they feel slightly more energetic, positive, their outlook's better. And I, I think if you seize that day and seize that opportunity, yeah. it, it can have a remarkable effect on, on yourself. Yeah. Awesome. And that opportunity can be something tiny, can't it? But it's tiny, tiny. Like yeah. we said, it's that step. It's that first step and getting that momentum. Yeah to then be able to build onto, onto other things. It is the momentum because today I've had a really exceptional day, but that's been a, a result of tiny little decisions I've made yeah. 
because I'm in a positive frame of mind today. And the fact that I've really took advantage of my day will then help me in my negative moments and my yes. low moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because I always think it's good, just as a side point, to to maybe write down what what works on a good day or the yeah. things that make you feel good and then actually refer to them when you're not feeling so good because you know it's you telling you that this has worked for me before. So there is proof enough that I have felt good doing this yeah. or after doing this. So, so it can be something you can try as well when you get into that. But I think, like you said, for the for the person that's trying the, the new year, new me, that's maybe struggling to get some momentum about maybe trying a new diet plan or something like that or a new workout regime, but it's been stopped because of lockdown, it's apply, learn, see things that are online. I think for me, see some of the, some of the people that you enjoy watching the content of, read it, apply little bits of it, see what works for you. And if it all works for you, then it'll gain a lot more traction because the more often you can do it, the, the more success you're going to have from it, aren't you? Definitely. If anyone, I'm sure that people are going to have loads of questions based on this, mate. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way? Best way is probably Instagram at Gooders8585. Perfect. I will put it below the video as well because will, I will be uploading this onto uh, onto YouTube. So I will link it below as well. Um, and do you know what? Thank you. I know we've been waiting a few weeks and I know you've actually, you've you've been ill. You've been poorly, haven't you? And you've had a few things going on. So thank you for taking the time well, out tonight, buddy. Thank you. No, it's been good. Been enjoyed it. Right. I will speak to you soon. Thank you. And if anyone wants to message, have a look below the video for the details and uh, we'll see you all soon. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that just as much as I did interviewing yet another fantastic superhero. I'm so blessed to be able to do what I do. But if you want to follow me even more, check out the other episodes of the podcast. Check out my YouTube videos. And also, you can get me on Instagram at imdoingitfor.me, which is actually the website address too. So, whatever you're doing today, have a fantastic day and stay super. <laughs>